and welcome back to another episode of Solo Traveler. I'm Benjamin Youngblood, the Solo Traveler. And this? Well, this is episode 5. Alright, so to start off, what we have is basically I'm going to start these podcasts off with news. Things that spark my interest, things that I find that I feel are worth sharing to fellow travelers, adventurers, and nature enthusiasts. So for the first one, National Park Day is coming up. There's a few different dates that uh, actually qualify. I believe there are about four left for this summer. And what National Park Day allows is free admission to select national parks. So the big deal is the national parks are turning 101 years old this month. And on August 25th, a lot of national parks will be offering free admission. So for those who are waiting for free admission or who are college students that can't afford to spend money on national parks right now, or those families that just want to get out and are looking for something to do, I think this is a great opportunity for those who normally wouldn't get out and do something to go do it. And for those who normally go out and do stuff like this, to do it for free. So I felt that was worth sharing. If you have questions, you can go to nps.gov. That's the National Park Service.gov. And it's NovemberPapaSierra.gov. All right, so summer is slowly ending, but you can still get out before it ends. Opportunities like free admission aren't always there, but that doesn't mean you can't get out and explore the wilderness. You can find local trails near your area, get out with your family, go for a walk around the neighborhood and just enjoy the fresh air. So let's all go ahead and try to do that before summer ends. And also, for all you desert folk, you better get ready because the heat is slowly going away with the summer. Looks like we are going to get a little bit more heat for some of the desert areas in California, but we're slowly cooling down. It's not as bad as it used to be. Alright, and what that means is, for our, a lot of you climbers out there, Go ahead and grab those rock climbing shoes and get ready to hit the crag again at Joshua Tree because the season is almost upon us again. Now, for those of you who don't know, I'm from California, so a lot of the stuff that is relative to me is California-based. And a lot of people that love climbing in this area love going to Joshua Tree, so that's why I mention it. I personally spent some time in the Alabama Hills and it was hot as can be. It was about three weeks ago that I was out there doing a little bit of climbing. Nobody was out there due to the heat. But nonetheless, it was a pleasure and so much fun to get out there with some friends and climb. So, just so I'd let all you climbers know that it's almost time to hit the rocks again for those cooler weather climbs. Alright, so now we're going to go ahead and jump into the main part of the episode. This is where I pick a topic and we kind of dive a little bit deeper into it. I share personal stories of my travels and I, I share other 
people's experiences as well and tips that I can help you all out with in your solo travels or your group travels. So the theme for this episode is being prepared. This idea kind of hit me this week because I was thinking about all the times I personally didn't feel prepared for life events and how as simple as visualizing how I would react to a situation can help the situation itself if it was ever to occur because I know the steps I need to take beforehand. I'm not trying to figure it out in the moment. So I feel this is one of the most important topics that any traveler can learn. So to go ahead and start off, I'm going to start with, I think, the most important part of being prepared, and that's your mindset. Now, your mindset of feeling like you're mentally prepared comes from a few things. One of the biggest is experience. Getting out and going on a 15-mile hiking trip with a buddy, that's experience. So the next time you want to go and do a 10-mile hike by yourself, you feel more prepared mentally prepared for it as well because you know you can do it. This is another point that I bring up is going in a group can be a fantastic way to gain experience because you're not lightening your load by allowing others to help you out, but you're also learning from those other people. So I'd recommend if you're if you're new to traveling or if you're also new to hiking or outdoor activities, going in a group, especially with somebody that has experience, can really make the difference. So I'm going to give a little story about my mental set. And my first real backpacking trip, I didn't know what to expect. I went a month after Christmas, where that Christmas I knew I was going to go backpacking. So I decided to ask for a backpack, hiking poles, a knife, a lighter, stuff like that. Really the essentials. I got all my new gear up, packed the night before, went to the store, grabbed some granola bars, and was ready to hit the day early. The first five miles were great, and I felt fine. My pack was heavy, it was too low on my back, and by mile six, I felt like I was going to die. We kept asking hikers along the way, and they kept telling us the same answer. You're super close. You're almost there. Just a little bit further. This, eventually, by the third person we ran into, kind of faded the hope that we were actually almost there. So, as we made it to the campsite that night, with a couple hours of sunlight to spare, it felt great, knowing that I had actually made it, that I had not given up, even though it felt like it was forever. On the way back, it felt like it took half the time. In reality, we shaved an hour off out of the three hours it took us, but it felt good to be able to know that I'm able to do this. The other thing that has really helped in my own personal 
mental state in traveling that sort of thing is meditation now i'm not saying it's required to be a hippie loving meditator to be a traveler but it can sometimes help by spending 10 minutes a day in my mind visualizing myself my body how i feel how my body feels my emotional state it helps during those tough times when i'm on the trails and i feel like giving up i'm able to examine my body realize where the pain is and how i can adjust to help relieve that pain the other part of it is i can get caught up in my own mind i can escape from my escaping if that makes sense i can learn to look at the sky and just keep moving while just appreciating and being in the moment so many times when you're hiking you think about what you're going to do when you get there when's the next big point you can stop and get another glass of water or have another have another bag of nuts and that sort of thing where meditation has taught me to very much live in the moment continuously so continuously living in that moment while you hike and that I cannot stress how much that helps while being out and adventuring the second part that I think you really need to prepare for is being physically ready and this sometimes can be the easiest because it's something that we have almost the most control over you can go to the gym you can run you can go for walks you can climb you can do all of these things to help you get into shape so when you hit those trails you're ready to go now one of the things that motivates me is I like to run and while I run, I like to think about how this 13-mile run is going to help me when I go do a 10-mile hike. Because I know that I can run 13 miles in 2 hours. So I know that I can last 10 miles hiking. Even though I have a bigger pack, I have more time and I have supplies to re-energize myself. The biggest trip that I did that really pushed myself physically was a friend and I decided to do a 14 mile hike in one day. We arrived at about 11 o'clock, had about 8 hours or so of sunlight left, and just kept walking. Now this was a trail that we spent two days on once. One day there, one day back. So it felt almost impossible to imagine that we'd be able to physically go and do this trail in one day not to mention we got a late start so by the time we we arrived at the halfway point near a river that we could finally soak our feet in and relax it felt strange to get back up 20 minutes later turn around and head back to civilization. But the next trip I went on, I knew that I could make the 10 miles that we were going to hike 
because I hiked 14 miles in one day, and I knew my body could physically take that challenge. The drawback? Again, we didn't get much time at the destination spot, but it physically pushed us to where we felt able and strong enough to go on different, more adventurous type of trails. And that's part of being prepared, is mentally and physically knowing that you're ready to handle the situation. The last point I think is the least important, but can really be a situ- can really define a life or death situation. And that's the gear you bring. It may seem cool to go out into the wilderness with just a water bottle and that's it. You're going to find the food that you eat because you spent 20 minutes online researching food you can eat out in the wilderness to survive. Or you're going to catch an animal, build a fire using only sticks and that sort of thing. This is a foolish way to go out. We're not going out to the wilderness to die. Most of us aren't. 99% of us, I would say, are not going out there with the plan or desire to never come back. So being prepared and being able to handle situations that you may need. So bringing food, shelter, a sleeping bag to stay warm, stuff like that is absolutely essential. The one thing I refuse to go backpacking without is a water filter. There have been so many times that a water filter has come in handy. Whether I've not brought enough water, if I want to continuously stay hydrated, if I want a can of soup at night and I want to heat it up on my backpacking stove but don't have water, I'm able to easily filter out water and have a more comfortable situation. So that's the piece of gear I would say I would refuse to go backpacking without. So one one time, and it was the last backpacking trip I had recently been on, was my friend decided, it's been warm lately, let's go hike up in the Sierras, and you know what, I won't bring a tent because I think it'll be fine to sleep outside. Alright, fair enough. I brought a tent. I didn't want to sleep outside. (laughs) Um, And I was worried that it might be too cold. So... We go ahead and we set up our campsite. He sets up his mat and his sleeping bag. I set up my tent, go to bed. I get a knock on my tent about two hours after we both go our separate ways and go to sleep. He's asking me if he can come in my tent. I told him, you know, before we went off, if you need to come in my tent, don't hesitate to wake me. I'd be more than happy to squeeze two people in a one-man tent. And so he knocks on my tent about two hours after and says, Hey, I really thought this was a good idea, but the mosquitoes are so bad out tonight that it is literally hard to breathe without sucking in mosquitoes. So we both squeezed in this tent and spent a more pleasant night than we would have if we didn't bring the proper gear. The last thing you always want to do when going out and trying to be prepared is learning from your mistakes. 
So my first backpacking trip, going back to that story, was I brought one pair of socks. Now, I didn't realize that this certain trail had about eight river crossings. So by the time we got to our campsite that night, my socks were soaked. My feet were soaked and my shoes were soaked. I didn't bring an extra pair of socks. So that evening, I spent the entire day freezing my feet off. At night, I couldn't feel my feet. So immediately after, I went to the closest outdoor store and bought the thickest pair of socks I could find. Now those socks stay in my bag and I refuse to wear them until I'm ready to go to sleep and that is the only time I wear them. I wake up, I put on my normal socks even if they're damp a little bit and I hike in those because I learned that I want warm comfortable feet while I'm sleeping because it was miserable to do that. The other thing is again this is going back to my first backpacking trip is it's not a great idea to carry 20 extra pounds each of wood because you're worried that the wood might be a little bit damp for your campfire night. While it may have been a bummer not to have a campfire, I do not think it was worth carrying 20 pounds of wood each up a giant mountain for seven miles. The other thing I think you need to learn from your mistakes, at least for me personally, is you have to be prepared to go through a series of emotions when you go out alone. I fairly recently spent about three days out in Tahoe backpacking by myself. This was a new experience for myself while I had been traveling a little bit. I had not gone out into the wilderness to completely backpack by myself. And the emotions I felt were regret. I remember hiking through the snow thinking, why the heck did I decide to go out here? How stupid am I for thinking this was a good idea? But past that regret, I felt fear. I remember sitting there on the first night wondering how it was going to go. If I was going to see an animal if something was going to get into my bag and I wouldn't have food for the next two days. These were all very real things in my mind. But at that point, I was almost at the mercy of the wilderness. I did everything I could. I followed the things that I had learned and putting my bag up and that sort of thing. And that's all I could do. But I also remember waking up the next morning, pulling down my bag, seeing everything was all right. And that's that feeling of strength and freedom that I felt at that point, knowing that I had done it and I would do it again the next two nights. So you do have to be prepared to go through a, a series of emotions. I feel like when you are hiking alone, I don't think you will always go through the same emotions, but it is a very emotional experience in my mind. And in my own experiences, they have been very emotional. So those are my tips in being prepared. Now, the importance of being prepared, again, is when you get into a crisis or a tough situation, you know you're ready. You know the people around you are ready. 
and you're able to tackle those situations with more ease and confidence than you ever would be if you were not prepared. So I hope you enjoyed these tips. If you have any questions or anything like that or any of your own travel tips, feel free to call into the show and I'd love to hear from you. The other thing that I'd like to mention before I leave you guys is I'll be out of the state next week. I'll be doing a pre-recording and then releasing it at normal times so you folks won't miss out on a solo traveler episode. But I just thought I'd let you know that I will be gone, so if it's late or anything like that, hopefully you guys don't hate me for it, <laughs> but I will be trying to get content out there for you guys. Again, you can follow my Instagram if you would like. It's going to be Benjamin Youngblood, and feel free to check it out. I post a lot of more visual um, type stuff as well as do a little bit solo traveler stories sometimes on there. Um, so feel free to check it out. It's definitely awesome to have that visual aspect, especially when you're only audio right now. So again, thank you so much. I hope you guys like this episode. Uh, this is going. This is the first episode that's structured and actually has a clear, thought-out point to it. So I hope that does reflect in the quality of the episode. So if you folks want to call in, you know, say keep up the good work, any suggestions, you don't like the show, if there's parts you don't like about the show, feel free to call in and give those suggestions. I'd love to hear from you all. Other than that, I hope you folks enjoy the rest of your week. And now as always, I'm Benjamin Youngblood, the solo traveler, and safe travels. <laughs>